don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, starting off today a little differently, we hope you all got to see Wayne Allen Root's latest interview with President Donald J. Trump uh, from earlier this week. Uh, the VRA sponsored that segment, uh, so we got exclusive access to be the first to publish it yesterday, so it's up now on all of our social media channels. I might bring it up today because probably no surprise here, you know, we've got a, a great audience that, uh, a very like-minded audience here, and so I'm sure this won't come as a surprise to you, but uh, yesterday <clears throat> when we published it, within about an hour of having it up on YouTube, probably less than that really, um, it got flagged and removed once again, our last interview with Wayne, which was our 1000th podcast episode, was also banned from YouTube. So, you know, this is, uh, I don't know what strike number this is now, uh, but we're, we're, we're on a temporary ban on the platform and no doubt we'll probably be soon, soon banned on YouTube as well, just like Kip was uh, from Twitter. But at the end of the day, no love lost here for the fascists over at Google. Uh, we're really okay with being done with these police state levels of censorship that we've seen so many times over the last few years. You know, it began really with Alex Jones being taken all off of all of the social media platforms. And when you look at what happened there, how all of tech just in one foul swoop, they decided to ban him basically on the same day from you know, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere, all basically in the same day. Um, and as many people talked about before that, censorship is a slippery slope. Once they go for one, you know they're coming after everybody, including the President of the United States, sitting President of the United States, banned from Twitter. I mean, that doesn't get enough attention uh, in my view. I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about it a ton, but the fact that it's still ongoing is absolutely unacceptable. If that's how they're going to treat people, you know, not allow open discourse. And I've always, I've said this for a long time, you know, the only way, not saying either side's right or wrong, right? Uh, the only way to correct wrong ways of thinking is through presenting the right way of thinking, presenting truth and not letting one person decide what that truth is or what the right way of thinking is. Typically, when you start to ban people, those who have those views hold on to them even tighter, which we've seen on our side plenty of times. Um, you know, again, <laughs> likely, which was the right view at the time, but not to call out any right or wrong, one way or the other, left or right, all views should be allowed. Uh, and let's have an honest and open conversation about it. That's the only way to get to the bottom of it. Censorship never works. Look back on history. We name one time in history where the people doing the censorship were the good guys. One. Name one time. There isn't one. It doesn't exist. It's always turned out that that group were the bad guys. So if you're going to treat people like this, who are just trying to get to the bottom of, of finding real truth, then we want nothing to do with that platform. Uh, so, you know, after this ban, we'll probably continue to post on YouTube just until we get fully banned. But you can always find us 
on all of our other social media platforms, whether it's True Social, Gitter, uh, all of our videos will be on Rumble. And we're still up, that's still up on all of our podcast platforms as well, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or just about any other uh, platform out there. If you have a platform that you prefer to use and uh, you can't find us on it, let us know. We'll uh, we'll certainly look into it and, and join that as well, especially if it's a free speech platform. We're always supporters of free and open speech here, always. So that said, you know, go check out uh, the fantastic interview from Wayne Allen Root with Donald Trump from earlier this week, diving into some topics that you've likely never heard him talk about before. So really great interview, and thank you, Wayne, for letting us sponsor it and getting it out to our people as well. So that said, let's take a look at our market action on the day today because it was an ugly day. The bear market continued today after the Federal Reserve's massive rate hike yesterday, 75 basis points, uh, the largest rate hike since 1994. But as Kip covered on his podcast yesterday or uh, his VRA midday uh, uh, video cast today, which you can find those on Rumble as well. Um, you know, rates are still historically at extremely low levels. Uh, talking to some of my friends in the real estate market, getting so much pushback from people trying to buy homes right now, saying that rates are just too high. Remember that the av- we're getting just closer to what the historically average rate would be. We've had such low rates for so long that at these levels is still no real major concern of systemic issues out there. People are still buying homes uh, hand over fist here in Austin, Texas. Uh, So certainly hasn't completely shut down the market. Still got a way to go in our view before it really shuts things down. But yesterday, the market appeared to be pleased that at least the Fed was taking this seriously. That's what they showed yesterday. And again, you know, Got to say it when you can, so kudos to Jay Powell, one of his better, I'm not going to say it was great, but for him, better um, uh, press conferences yesterday, and again, at least getting serious about tackling inflation as much as they can. As long as our government is going to continue to print money, give it away to foreign nations, uh, you know, inflation is going to continue. Remember that, uh, and you know, maybe this wasn't a real tweet, I'm pretty sure it was from Trump and like... 2012, he said, uh, I hope that we don't find aliens because the United States government would certainly find a way to send them money. We love to send our money abroad instead of taking care of those here at home. But back to the markets here. We are in a bear market here. The the sellers continue to look like they're in control, especially after a day like today. And this does make now our third bear market in just for years. And in reality, it's just been our markets, our major indexes that have just entered a bear market. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, even though we have remained so long-term bullish on US equities. But in reality, we've been in a bear market under the surface for nearly a year. That's when we saw many, many of the tech stocks Peak were the ones that went on the biggest runs during coronavirus insanity. You know the the so-called stay-at-home stocks, the zooms of the world, and things like that. Uh, and as Kip has covered often, Kathy Wood's arc, which has been you know that's the bellwether for growth and innovation stocks, especially on the tech side, 
and it has been straight down virtually since February of 2021. And just shows how much destruction has taken place in that group as they lost some 77% of their value since February. But I bring that up because we see a little bit of a bright spot here. Uh, maybe not make too much out of this, but ARC has been one of the few areas we've seen hold its May 12th lows so far. Uh, so we want to see those lows hold from here um, and could you know be an important low. We want to make some higher highs and higher lows from here, and that could mark um, you know the lows from that group. And I'll cover that here a little bit more in a second. But we've had now, just check this today, roughly 95% of all NASDAQ stocks are now below their 200-day moving average. And when you look at the chart, it's absolutely incredible. That's the lowest level since the period from October of 2008 to March of 2009. <laughs> Pretty incredible there. And as Kip covered yesterday too, how bad is it supposed to get? How much lower can the bears take that market, uh, take this market? You know, it could get worse, yes, but these are the kind of things you look for at market bottoms. Market bottoms can be messy though. You know, you get a retest of the low. We very well could be looking, you know, a year out from now, looking back and saying, okay, that was a double bottom there. We dipped below it, but on a longer term chart, it looks like a double bottom. Um, you know, when you see this much destruction taking place, you have to wonder how far can the bears really take it? <clears throat> and so at the very least here, you know, we're looking for a strong bear market rally. We have one other scenario we're looking at uh, that I'll cover here in a second too. But today we also got the latest AAII investor sentiment survey in. We saw bulls getting below 20% again here. That's the first time back below 20% since May 25th. And now one of the highest readings of bears on the year as well. Um, I believe it's either the second or third highest on the year bears of 58.3% of investors are bearish. It's pretty rare to see readings like that. And getting below the 20% mark, we've covered this stat here often on the podcast, when you go below 20% in the AAII, going back to its origination, it's happened just 10 times. In 100% of those cases, we've been higher over the next 6 and 12 months with gains of 13% and gains of 23%. Now, we like those statistics of 100%. Certainly, this time could be different, but it's not a short-term statistic. Again, it's six to 12 months out that we're looking at. When you look at the stats, actually over the next one to three months from when it happens, there's a lot of volatile action in there. So we had the first reading below 20% um, in the week of April 20th. So, you know, we're coming up on three months since that now. Uh, so this could be another sign here that we're looking at, you know, at least a short-term bottom here. So looking at our, our market action on the day, it was ugly, finished lower across the board here, hitting 52-week lows on all of our major indexes. The Dow Jones led the way, if you want to call it that, uh, down 2.4% to 29,927. That's the first close below 30,000 uh, since December of 2020. 
Next up was the S&P down 3.25% to 3,666. Next up, the NASDAQ down 4.08% to 10,646. And I actually would like to look back and see when was the last time the NASDAQ was at this level? It might also be, yeah, uh, that it would be a, a close of this level. You have to go back to late 2020 as well. And then finally, the Russell 2000 down 4.7% to 1,649. The one bright spot that you get from readings like this, one we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks, is that we're now at extreme oversold levels on our VRA momentum oscillators. We've talked about this. These indicators have been spot on both to the upside and the downside for 2022. About two weeks ago, we began alerting to the fact that we were at short-term overbought levels just two weeks ago. You know, we started to sell some positions that we had gains in some short-term trades, especially in our options program. You know, however, we didn't think uh, that it would be quite this bad, but we got out of a few positions at the time. So now the question is, where do we go from here? You know, as Kip covered this well in his midday update today, be sure to subscribe to our Rumble channel to get those every day as well. But we're either due for a big bear market rally that lasts, likely lasts at least a few weeks, or this could be the action that we look for before a crash type of setup, thinking, you know, a 1987, hopefully not that bad. But... Uh, you know, as you know, from us here, we do remain extremely bullish, not only on the stock market, but the U.S. economy over the long term. No matter what we face in the short term, we're a resilient people uh, in one of the strongest countries on the planet. But we can't ignore the signs in front of us. And namely, that is the intentional destruction, as we've called it so many times and so many people are starting to call it as well, that the powers that be seem to be implementing right now. Those powers control the presidency. They control the Democratic Party and really the majority of the Republican Party as well. And they seem to want to destroy America. And make no mistake about it. In our view, this is 100% intentional. You can't just look at the mistake after mistake after mistake that we've seen from this administration and think to yourself, oh, they're just really bad at their jobs. I mean, take a look at just a few of these. One egregious error after another. From canceling the Keystone Pipeline right when Biden got into office. The botched exit of Afghanistan. The ongoing crisis at our southern border. Getting heavily involved in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. And that's just to name a few errors there. Right? I mean, those are just the mainstream ones. Think about all of the other things that we've seen from inflation uh, to different regulations and red tape uh, for a number of industries. These things, folks, aren't just accidents. That's not how we see it here. And certainly the, the myth of the adults are now back in the room has been proven to be untrue. But again, we don't see the crash type of scenario I mentioned as the most likely outcome. But we at least want to be prepared for it. We put on a few hedges ourselves today. But the good news, if that were to happen, is that these historically have been fantastic 
buying opportunities. Even today, if you were to be buying here and we did crash from here, remember every bear market that has taken place in US stock market history has ended with fresh all-time highs. Uh, you know, 100% of the time. That's the resiliency of the US stock market, US people, US economy. Uh, and remember, when you could look at 1987, after the crash, if you had had the courage to be buying those days, the Dow gained back 57% of its losses in just the next two sessions after the crash. Uh, it went on and hit new all-time highs just two years after that. So if you'd bought really anywhere in that time period, that's generational levels of wealth uh, that you could have made there. So again, we aren't saying that something like that is going to happen, but you know we want to alert you to the possibilities here. Next up, looking at our internals on the day, we finished negative across the board here, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, pretty big for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows continue to come in bad, nearly 2,300 stocks hitting 52-week lows to just 15 hitting 52-week highs. Lastly here, volume came in negative across the board as well. This morning, the NYSE, we had 98% downside volume as of 10 a.m. We did finish a little bit better, but not a whole lot. Still 93% downside volume. Remember on Monday, we had 98% downside volume as well. Those are the worst readings. Monday's reading was the worst reading since 1987, which is why we keep bringing that topic up so much. And really, you'd be hard pressed to find many stretches in between now and then where we've seen this many negative downside volumes days that weren't capitulation-esque, at least in the short term. Uh, so if you're looking for those capitulation-like readings, these are at least close. And the NASDAQ volume did finish a little bit better, but still just under four to one negative on the day-to-day. -day. Looking at our sectors on the day, this is really ugly as well. We had just, we had none of our sectors finish higher on the day and seven out of our 11 sectors hitting 52-week lows. Uh, so let's go down the list here. Consumer staples, 52-week, or sorry, it was our leader on the day, not quite a 52-week low, but then after that is when it gets ugly. Healthcare, 52-week low. Real estate, right at it. Utilities, lowest level since February. Financials, 52-week low. Industrials, 52-week low. Communication services, 52-week low. Materials, technology, consumer discretionary, all. 52-week lows today. Um, you know, not obviously not what you want to see here. But again, when you start to see all of our sectors hitting 52-week lows, uh, maybe another sign of a capitulation type of event. And finally, our biggest loser on the day has been our strongest sector. So really holding up pretty nicely, but down a big 5.5% was energy on the day-to-day -day despite oil being higher. And on that note, let's take a look at our VRA commodity watch because this was interesting. Very different from what we've seen. Like I said earlier, we're in our third bear market in just four years now. That's 2018, the December from hell, the Fed-induced uh, bear market, 2020 coronavirus insanity, and now 2022. All of these sell-offs have had one thing in common. They've been liquidity crisis. There was nowhere that was a safe haven trade. Wasn't bonds, wasn't gold, um, really wasn't Bitcoin at the time either. All Everything sold off. 
it was the everything bear market when we saw those types of events. Today, that pattern was a little different, at least for the day, and we want to see it continue. We saw our commodities able to rally in the face of everything else selling off. Gold rallied a nice 2.15%, actually got above its 200-day moving average today, and making a higher low from its bottom in mid-May. So we want to see con continued action of higher highs and higher lows here, now trading at 1,858 an ounce. Gold miners also had a good day today, not up quite as much as gold, which we, you would have liked to have seen, but good to see at least there's some kind of, of a safe haven trade here. Next up, silver up 2.5% to $21.95 an ounce. Um, next up was copper, which was down on the day. So going back to gold and silver, again, good to see at least the traditional safe havens acting well. Bonds uh, yields were lower on the day as well. So bond market might have been another little bit of a safe haven. But copper now down about 1.5% to $4.10 a pound. Oil up roughly 1.5% to $116 a barrel. And finally for today, Bitcoin just barely hanging above its 52-week low from yesterday and is now down 30% in just the last seven days. Uh, you know, Kip went bearish on this group long before I did. I uh, got out of this group a little bit after him, you know, just to raise a little bit of cash. Um, but now we're getting to a point where this is starting to look attractive again. Not saying we're there yet, uh, but this is a group we're going to start watching closely here again. But Bitcoin down today, 4.6% now to 20,678. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.